far across the land and sea o to o to be aguna 5000 miles away a few arsenal bangalore fans come together to discuss all things arsenal welcome to the bangalore gunners podcast hey guys welcome to another episode of the bangalore gunners podcast um this one's titled away blues so we have the the premier league has just restarted and we have been away uh, to uh, manchester city and brighton and we've lost both the games uh, there's a <clears throat> we are playing southampton uh, away at st mary's next and uh, going by our record um, this uh, it's it's not a it's not a great sign so um, i have jomi vinay uh, vivek and anku with me today hey guys uh, so uh, i'll i'll start off by um asking you about your thoughts on the uh, first two games after the restart um i would like to point out um some news that uh, broke in i think uh, yesterday or the day before um about uh, some of our players you know testing positive having to have um you know self quarantine and then you know came back negative after after you know taking a retest or something and then they joining back the squad so there there's a lot of uh, things going on around not just the club across the world as we know it uh, but uh, do these do, do you think um, some of these uh, factor in uh, with what is happening on the pitch because clearly this uh, we spoke about how there's a lack of leadership on the pitch but do you think factors like these affect the players in you know getting uh, i mean giving their 100% on the pitch Mm, so so if i if i'm going first I, i would like to say first that i think sometimes we forget that the the players are also just as human as any one of us i, I know they're on happy packages they some of them are superstars in their own rights social media stars what not right uh but but if if it was the five of us if if we trained together uh <laughs> spent 6 7 hours together and and we knew that one of us has possibly contracted covid i'm not entirely sure how mentally stable we'd be the next day or two to go out and perform or let's say carry out our day to day tasks so i think that would have played into what happened at city on some level and and i was kind of thinking that uh, until the brighton game and then brighton was well it ended just as disastrously right so it's kind of difficult that way to uh differentiate both games based on the fact that they were false positives uh, in terms of uh in terms of covid um uh, and and there was more than one issue at play for the city game one one way we got to know after the fact that the whole covid thing went down but david luiz imploding and pretty much dragging all all the players down with him along with ateta i mean we were okay till the 35th minute um and and then city started getting gaining full control of the game uh mari gets injured jaka gets injured a double whammy there um i don't think any of us i know some of us predicted a possible draw <laughs> but uh, during the course of the game i think we all realized that there's probably only going to be one winner here but it's just uh it's just a shame how 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 things panned out uh it's always a shame when one player kind of uh, does so much that you don't really leave the team a chance than just to do damage control uh mm-hmm. and what happened at brighton i think we discussed 
a bit of this on on the YouTube channel as well. I, I'm okay with the personnel, but I don't think I think there's a lot to be desired in terms of the formation that was chosen for the day. So I think um I think the others will also have have something to say on this, but I, I'm not sure Arteta got it entirely right in terms of formation for the Brighton game, and I, I wouldn't just pin that down to the players. Okay. uh my answer to anjan's question in terms of that this the pandemic anxiety or the false positive have an effect um if you look at it from a humane angle uh, definitely does uh, if you were to say to any of us that look there could be a false positive and the anxiety levels even when we are sitting inside our houses uh, and talking here uh, every time an ambulance passes somewhere near my house i do wonder is it going to stop here uh the anxiousness is bound to be there the whole world has no clue of what is happening but everyone is sitting there shit scared but uh is that a way to justify those two performances or do you think it co- people got affected because of that simple answer no um let's be harsh on this uh those players who played on both the games would have definitely been medically past fit so when they are fit and we mean uh fitness to a level to play a premier league game irrespective of crowd or not then the simple question was uh, would they not have uh, been in a position to play at their best and if the answer is yes then both the games we failed so i don't think so the pandemic or the narrative around it true or false uh, irrespective of that uh, i think the fact was we were just abysmally poor uh, Uh, i don't think so anything would have changed in the city game leno kept minutes it was not that we were playing much okay bit better thing i don't think so we were we did not have the shooting boots uh, leno saved a couple really well and then when they scored we knew what was happening brighton again the same thing um, arsenal uh, first half for again mm, there is zero creativity with this team we can talk hours and hours about this uh, we can try to find as they say clutch straws and try to find some sort of a solace thing like if only this had happened if only that had happened david lewis or matthew gondosi could just be scapegoats uh, but realistically the entire squad or the entire team is just very very poor i have not seen every season i feel that i can't think of any team before which is poorer than this and then arsenal surprised me again and again they just seem to be getting poorer pandemic is no escape that's a reality but the reality is arsenal just has a very 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 poor yeah i mean it reminds me what you said reminds me of uh, you know my uh, school days where every teacher you know would come to the class and tell your class is the worst your class is the um you know noisy one all those things so whatever you said uh, i could i could feel a connect because every season um at least for the past few season there's a, there's a constant and uh, um sort of a rapid decline uh, which which asks you know makes uh, ourselves ask if if we are the worst among the uh, the lot so uh, you you pointed a couple of uh, you pointed out a couple of names uh, that i want to uh, you know talk about for a while uh ankur i'm going to ask you this um maybe maintain um a neutral perspective I'm not sure if you are um in supportive of the player that i'm going to uh, i'm going to you know uh, bring up the name 
or you're against it. Uh, so there's there's been a lot of talk about uh, Gwendozi, uh, how uh, his his you know um, sort of uh, directionless, uh, sort of running running around uh, like a headless chicken, uh, if I could use that phrase, um, a ball of social media, <laughs> um, and, and what uh, I mean his his behavior of the game and um, um, some some um, uh, whatever abuse or whatever he did towards the end of the game to the opposition players and everything so keeping everything in mind um do, do you think there's a there's a um, you know rough diamond that needs to be polished um in the, in the player or or is it you know a, a futile attempt um at, at a youngster who is you know rather very um sort of uh, like i mentioned basketball uh yeah i mean see uh, i have said this in my in the previous podcast as well i think gwendozi yes we all love his attitude the way he stands for the team the way he fights for the team but it's not always the vocal attempt or a push to a player or an abuse to a player that affect you have to show something on the pitch as well i haven't seen any any such of instance from gwendozi in past two years uh, having said that uh, as i think he needs a couple of loan deals to be honest i think arsenal is still too good of a team uh, for him to uh, constantly uh, feature in the playing 11 uh, so i am not very appreciable of uh, what gwendozi does on the pitch apart from the footballing or and and especially what it did in the brighton game i mean come on yes you can you can show your anger or you can show your attitude but show it with your football game during i mean show it with your football during the game as well i mean after the game you just cannot shove a player and start abusing him and where where you had literally 0 to 5% of the contribution in the game there were quite few instances where he had lost the ball during the game it has been happening with gwendoz in the past i think in the group we are talking probably vinay would be the only one who will agree uh, with me that gwendoz is an headless chicken to be honest so uh, counting on the social media term uh, so yeah i mean uh, i don't see much of a future in gwendoz as well honestly yeah, uh, yeah so jomi uh, uh, this one's for you um there there's a lot of talk about how he passes you know just sideways and all those things right so where uh, he's expected to you know drive forward so i have seen a lot of uh, games where um you know our midfielders are just looking around for someone to pass and you know they don't uh, see anyone approaching you know or taking the responsibility of uh, you know coming to them and you know give me the ball let me carry it forward so th- there are no players who attempt to you know uh, even take the ball from our midfielders uh, so it ends up you know being passed uh, sideways onto the flanks or back to the uh, center backs so do you think uh, it's a problem per se with the actual player or you know the setup uh, or the other players around him uh, yeah so he is too young to uh, to take all the blames right so um, i mean he, there is a talent Uh, for sure he does make a lot of mistakes but at present i'm more worried about my internet connection than arsenal right so, i mean it it i think it's breaking half the time so apologies if you're not clear when i speak 
Um, I think when we play, we are either too close or we are very far away. Um, I don't see anybody, um, you know, asking for the ball. I don't see those those um, cut-ins to pick up the ball. Even if there are people running around trying to create an opportunity, the one with the ball does not pass. So, what I like about Gundosi is at his age. I think I've said this so many times, but I'm going to say this again. I mean, for his age. He's asking players to spread out. He's asking players. Uh, I mean, he does his own mistake. I mean, uh, I mean, um, not taking that away. So that's something that he should stop. I mean, if he continues to do that for another two, three years, he's definitely not going to be featured in any big team. Uh, he's got, um, he's got a style. Uh, he's fearless. Uh, he acts like. Um, he, he he's been run over, right? I mean, when those fouls happen, so he um, imitates a little more than normal. I mean, um, whenever he falls around, I don't, I never think that there is an injury. I just feel he's just overreacting, um, and and he also makes a lot of those passes, right? I mean, I think he is good, but the problem with his age is, and and the situation that we are in, uh, he should be. Just and unfortunately, that's not happening. So, going back to what you asked, I think a lot of the personnel around him should be ideally uh, bringing his uh, footballing levels up. But I think he's been asked to do all those um, uh, extra work. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a mix, right? I mean, I understand the frustration. I understand where Ankur is coming from. I mean, you can't have those mistakes on the pitch. Against City, he missed a couple of times. Luckily, they couldn't convert, right? I mean, like Vinay said, they didn't have the shooting boots on. Um, yeah, so that can, that could be costly. So uh, those mistakes can be costly. But then uh, against Brighton, I think he was fine. Uh, he was bossing around, again, a couple of mistakes here and there. But he did have those passes. But I think there should be someone else who should take a, a majority of that role. And I'm not too convinced he's a defensive midfielder. That's where my problem is. I, I don't think he's fit to be a defensive midfielder. That's the only... But I, I don't know. I might be wrong. But I, I don't think his, his uh, body... Just to add in... Yeah. Yeah, Ankur, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jomi. I think because of the internet connection, your voice cracked. So I thought you stopped. Uh, just to add in here, Jomi. Uh, I mean, see, the, the things which you mentioned about uh, Gwendozi that uh, he's being I mean he's the one who calls out players he's being asked to do uh, so many extra things but he, but he's not getting the stick or he shouldn't get the stick if I may because he's young but on the contrary if you talk about a player like Jaka yes I know Jaka is much more experienced uh, Jaka is a senior member in the team but Jaka also does the same thing I mean he also calls out the players. He also throws his hand away. He also throws his arms away. He also has his uh, set of mistakes which has cost us dearly. I mean, giving, uh, taking that into consideration, giving Gwendozi that much of a leverage just because he's a youngster, 19-year-old uh, versus a Jaka, 30-year-old, where we absolutely fear apart Jaka for this similar kind of a mistake is wrong, I feel, to some extent. I mean, it's not that... Windows should be given so much leverage just because of his age. You are playing for Arsenal after all. I mean, you cannot have your age leverage 
overshadow your mistakes or repetitive mistakes without any yeah, hey look uh, um talking about experience and mistakes i think um uh what what we saw in the city game uh, just just satisfies all all that uh, um because we've had someone like a david luis who was uh, uh pl proven i mean pl experienced uh, and ps sort of uh, <laughs> anjan don't get me started on david luis i can talk and talk for hours that how horrible he is So yeah, that's so, probably an episode altogether. Yeah, I think you would have been delighted with the uh, with the news that us. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Uh, so uh, I want to I want to focus on girls. Um, uh, uh, so when I, uh, if you remember, I think there were a lot of talks uh, during the Mangar era uh, where um, the narrative was uh, we were too technical, even on the training ground. even on the uh, pitch where we used to uh, walk walk the uh, ball in the goal we technically even in the training that that has led to uh, numerous uh, injuries repetitive injuries for the players so that was the narrative going uh, that was going on uh, previously uh, so what is it with us now uh, have we not moved on uh, from the wenger wenger era if you can say that um but but we still we still have a lot of injuries um is it is it like training methods uh, or or is it the medical personnel or or is it just the players we uh, uh pick i think i think uh, you can't doubt the medical staff uh, arsenal have had some of the finest names that you could wish for when it comes to uh, who is there on the medical staff um so i don't think so shad forset for example was uh, someone the whole world wanted um it's it's not it's not got to do just with what kind of uh, uh medical staff you have it is got to do with what kind of injuries uh, these players are suffering uh so some of these are injuries that are freakish some of these injuries are something that i don't know the training methods could have a part uh because pablo mari for example uh, hasn't had an injury and he just comes on to the pitch for 5 minutes and he is out for the next 6 months you you can't say this is this is a coincidence so often okay uh remember the debushi injury where he just got shoved into the billboards and he got injured that's freakish uh but mari for example right now uh it makes you wonder uh, what is it muscle injuries uh, really got to do with uh, too much of beefing up too much workout in the gym at times because if you remember the wenger times what was focused upon was the nutrition what was focused upon was um, optimizing your training and keeping it in short bursts now a lot of football players look like bodybuilders what muscles what thigh muscles what not but do you think that tends to end up having like even a small injury get exaggerated i don't know i'm not a medical guy but these injuries are too often too frequent um happens to our players more than the sense is is there too much of a focus on other things other than football um arsenal were as you said uh, either accused of being too technical or suddenly there seems to be a lot of uh, focus on 
okay how fit you are fitness i can understand why ateta wants it to be like that because he full energy 90 minutes of running uh, the high press the wingers and the full backs supposedly going to join every attack and then run back to defend but in trying to replicate that uh, he needs to understand he and the staff are i'm i'm not doubting their ability to understand but i just sense that in trying to replicate what he has a blueprint in his mind uh, does he even realize that some of these players are just not natural athletes uh, i keep giving the example of kyle walker is simply because that is the kind of natural athlete that arteta is looking at in let's say a bellerin at the right back that's not going to happen along with the history of bellerin bellerin is not your modern day full back Kyle Walker can play 90 minutes non-stop like that. Uh, Bellerin cannot. So maybe the judgment on certain players and their, uh, I don't know, physical, uh, I wouldn't say fitness, but their physical strengths uh, needs to be re-looked at by the staff. Because I think in trying to make them fitter, maybe the footballing aspect is getting lost. Because... why would you need a center back uh, to be able to jog let's say or not jog run a 100 meter sprint R- really is that a part of the training uh, i i sincerely hope you don't need some of the best center backs and i mean with due respect even your uh, permata saka for example he wouldn't finish 100 meters in a day but uh, that didn't make him a bad defender did he because the combination with uh, him and kojendli uh, worked cost was quicker uh, so you need to work on strengths you need to have a, a definitive way of functioning if you are saying all for everything everyone for everything that's that's just not going to work um, i i can understand certain injuries people coming back from an injury and then getting injured again happens but i cannot for the love of god understand mari's injury and martinelli's injury um, it, it's it's beyond comprehension there is something seriously wrong and it's not the medical staff but yeah i think with martinelli uh, it was you know sort of a training training ground incident where there was a, a he picked up a knock uh, because of a clash with another player so it begs begs the question like do we do we have to go in uh, all out uh, during our training sessions um again you know even, even with such intensity we we uh, we look uh, you know uh, second best against uh, teams like brighton so it 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 i mean like you said for the love of god i i even i do not understand uh, what goes on behind the scene um to be to be honest i think we've been terribly uh, unlucky in terms of in- injuries i mean some some of them are a way to unfortunate uh, what what we've had uh, but uh, then again uh, that's football i guess um But just one thing on... one thing to add uh, anjan before the others can give their views um, as you said if if we really have that intensity i i wonder if it's left in the training pitch and comes because i don't see 10% of it on the football game uh, it is crying out here to pass the ball quicker i think that's probably the one chant that even i used to say when we used to watch the games please pass pass quicker i mean we are sick and tired with the pace at which we play and if everything is left behind in the training ground then it's then it's of no use these training you rather 
um, just amble up in the training and come 100% on the football pitch. Because in training, you may be uh, a combination of Maradona and Zidane, but on mm-hmm. the pitch, if you end up being a Gundozi, God bless Arsenal. I know you're bringing that up. <laughs> So, 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 you know, Vinay, I mean, uh, just, just one piece, right? The beefing up, right? So, that's something that is part and parcel of football today. I mean, you don't beef up. There's high possibilities that you will be uh, pushed aside when you play on the pitch. So, so, so that, that, that has to be there. I, I think, um, I mean, injuries can happen. Uh, that is why you have... Uh, a big squad. I mean, no club runs with 11 players or 15 players, right? I mean, you you have the luxury of having a big squad, um, keeping in mind in injuries. And, and good teams survive with good backup, right? Um, we don't have a good team A, leave aside B and C and D, like like the Cities and Chelsea's and, and, and um, uh, Liverpool and uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona have. So we don't have to compete on that level. We we can still survive with those 2021 players, with kids, uh, you know, uh, taking up for the rest of the positions. But the problem is, um, coming back to where what you said, Vinay, we are not doing something right, and and it's been there towards the end of Wenger era. We are not creating chances. I mean, when you say you play good football. A good football doesn't mean you keep uh, moving the ball, you, you go up and down. But if you can't convert, right? I mean, I think that's what happened to Spain, right? I mean, when Germany won um, some eight years back, and, and one of the reasons is uh, that World Cup, right? I mean, Spain, for all that they did, they couldn't um, have the uh, end product, right? I mean, they were passing it around, they were moving, they were doing tiki-taka, whatnot. But everything... Outside the D, they couldn't get the ball inside the D. I mean, I, I, so what's the point when you, I mean, after having awesome players and after practicing for long, they couldn't do it. Imagine us with mediocre players and not training right. So I, I, I bring it back to uh, wrong trainings because uh, even with mediocre players, we should see that intent and that um, change in how people create chances. I don't see that. Brighton, we should be winning. I mean, there's no excuse. I mean, City, you can blame it on um, the virus. You can bra- uh, blame it on the 100 days break. You, you can say a lot of things for City. And and you can also say the fact that uh, we started uh, with games away and and, and the, very unlucky of us to have away games than, than home games, irrespective of whether there are supporters at the club or not, right? So irrespective of all of that. Brighton game, we should be winning. There is no excuse. There, there is absolutely no excuse. Uh, losing games against those kind of mediocre teams. And they are mediocre. Yeah, I mean, if, if, True. if a club has not uh, won a game in 2020, uh, it tells where they are. And if a club loses against them, it, it also tells where the other club is. Uh, so, I... I um, uh, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Just to add in uh, one more thing, yeah. I think we should also take into context the injury situation of Cedric as well. I mean, Cedric ha- broke his nose during training. That is something which I read in the yesterday's team news. Cedric, obviously, he joined us with an 
hamstring injury or whatever he was Look, fit you, but later yeah if you ask if you ask I mean, me to uh, paint that picture for you i think uh, he was fighting with wendozi to show uh, who can be more intense on the pitch and uh, that's how he got the injury <laughs> so that again raises the question of our training methods right i mean a player breaking his nose during training that's like uh, yeah strange, very strange arsenal is all kind of uh, voodoo stuff you know black magic and what not uh, so um, again you brought up uh, cedric um, soares so i i i read something uh, funny um so uh, just just to bring everyone uh, and just to keep everyone in the same uh, uh, boat uh, so today arsenal announced a uh, contract extension of or or the contract <laughs> of four players uh, so there was david luis luis and cedric suarez suarez so somebody said arsenal have finally signed in luis suarez So I think Vina, you'd be happy. <laughs> oh yeah, dream come true. Yeah. So Vivek, I think you'd be uh, itching to uh, you know talk about this. Uh, four players. Uh, the ground is all yours. Go on. Yeah. Um. So I think uh, when the news first came out, I'll be honest. I'll, I can put my hand up. I think on the WhatsApp group, I, I was among the first to say, "What the hell have we actually gone and done?" But but in hindsight after um reading a few comments here and there after having the time to mull over it even how brief the hours may have been i i'm i'm not entirely sure this is a disaster because cedric was fine he he was actually good for southampton whether he's arsenal quality or not i mean that's debatable but out of the starting 11 what one player one, maybe two players are arsenal quality two and a half if we count tierney for how long he's played uh so considering how handicapped we are definitely going to be in the next window i'm not calling it a summer window because i don't think it's going to be summer uh i i don't think we can address all the positions that are that may be of the need uh, uh so with louise staying back for a year um and and someone rightly pointed out david louise after arteta came along has been fine apart from the chelsea and the city game chelsea game where he where, look luis has always uh, had this issue right he is so emo- emotionally involved we saw his head turn against germany when he oh my god the brazil team right i mean the second they went two goals down he 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 threw the game he 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 was just running after everything he, his positional sense was all over the place so what have happened against chelsea happened city again uh, it doesn't look like he was in the right frame of mind so he seems to be happy with the coach and when he's happy with the coach he seems to be all right as a player uh one year extension for him uh, cedric suarez is probably going to keep shuffling with bellerin uh, uh between first and second choice may, may the best man win there um and and pablo mari was always going to be a long term signing for us right he's going to be back for the new season whenever that may start because he's expected to be out for two or three seasons i think our first uh, preferred center back pairing will probably be mari and uh, and saliba uh, once he once he gets into the groove of uh, of how helter skelter the premier league can be in terms of its of of, of its uh, physical endurance uh, 
so that means our defense is probably sorted and we don't need to make defensive signings it's not the best defense in the world but if this allows us to focus on on midfield and i don't know if we can somehow hold on to obamayang simply because no one else can afford him right now then there is not the worst thing in the world when you think about it we we could have been in a far far worse place had we lost a few of these defenders and we didn't have the money to sign in in any position so at least for now we know that the the, the club is hopefully going to focus on bringing in a central midfielder and we probably may have to bring in a striker if if both of Lacazette and Aubameyang leave because the way i see it even if one of them stays we don't need to sign the striker i think i think we can do without it if one of the two stay yeah i think uh, I you think the length of the vivek you think uh, the length of the contract given to marian towards uh, cedric makes sense a four year contract so for a center back that's fine right center backs can play till 31 32 i mean kozelny would still be starting for us if you if you no no i'm not, i'm not only talking about age per se i mean see to be very honest i was reading an article as well so, uh, cedric and uh, mari has combinedly play- i mean let's take away cedric because he hasn't featured at all mari has played for only 204 minutes till now i mean uh, it's okay but giving a four year contract to a player who hasn't played even a single game or who has played only 200 minutes probably if, if it is a two year deal or a three year deal uh, that is okay and i was just continuation of the blog which i read even if they are being paid on the standard uh, wage structure which arsenal follows it's around 45 million uh, that has been added to our wage list so 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 what do you think don't you think this are a risk no no so what's the problem in having somebody be part of the team if he's ready to play carling cup or mickey mouse cup so so what if he's only going to feature us for those kind of tournaments he's just a backup i mean Ah, uh, makes sense, but not a four-year contract. Probably, I would have liked if it was a two-year contract. Then but, looking at the performance, but which player signs a two-year contract? Less than thirty. Who signs a two-year contract these days? Yeah, I think it was always going to be a permanent deal yeah. with uh, Mari, because uh, I I think uh, January when when we signed him on loan, uh, I think uh, the uh, news that was floating around even then uh, kind of told us. Um, I mean, we were we were apparently told. uh that we are going to uh, you know extend his uh, contract from from a loan to a permanent signing i think it was always on the cards uh, if you ask me correct um, like vivek vivek mentioned i i kind of echo his thoughts um uh, it, it's it's not the best in the world but i think for, for for what we could afford and the kind of situation that we find ourselves in uh i i think it's 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 a fair deal but then again um I think there's a lot of uh, agent activity going on behind the scenes that uh, uh, push us to make um, some of these signings. Uh, so who knows? I mean, um, whether it is completely their, uh, you know, uh, hand at play, uh, or or uh, it is uh, as Dave Donstein men- mentioned, uh, uh, it is you know as as part of Arteta's Arsenal rebuild plan. So, Vina, your thoughts on this? Well, when it came to David Lewis in the last podcast we spoke, I said uh, he staying in the squad is not a concern. Frankly, he uh, being considered as one should be probably the last uh, centre back in consideration if we are looking at Arsenal as a top four team next season. Uh, 
Cedric uh, Sors, I haven't seen him play much. Um, gets me a little bit of a positive feeling about uh, him. I don't know for what joy. But uh, is it because uh, the lack of belief in Pellerin is going day by day? Um, that could be a reason. Uh, but other than that, I think Pablo Mari, uh, just just to uh, answer Jomi, I don't think so. Mari is one signed for uh, as a backup. I think he your first choice centre-back uh, along with Saliba. Simply because he's left-footed, Saliba is right, uh, works well for a combination for your centre-back and he's going to be playing more on the left-hand side. So that, that makes it very obvious that he's your first choice. Else, a four-year deal for a centre-back, however good or bad, uh, there would be a thought behind it. Um, but very honestly, I think uh, all of us in all this have come to a sort of an acceptance that this is our level. Uh, a Pablo Mari, a Cedric Source, uh, David Luiz are our choices, uh, inevitable choices. One, we can very well say the um, world at large is going through um, a lot of things which should have not been there, but realistically also financially also um, Arsenal are nowhere. Uh, there are centre-backs, let's be honest, centre-backs who are far better than uh, all the ones mentioned. I haven't seen William Saliba play. Uh, if he's really any good uh, le- uh, for the sake of Arsenal and for all of us, let him be really, really good. But remember, centre-backs are not individuals. You need a pair. And um, if Mari it is, then good. But that is where Arsenal are right now. You're only going to get these kind of players. None of the uh, centre-backs that you really wish I'm not talking the 50 millions, 80 millions. Even, even the ones just below them, who realistically we would have been able to. I'm, I'm talking likes of a Kojinli or a Kolotore, unknown or un, unheard. Uh, you unearth. Uh, that also is not happening. Our scouting sucks. Uh, we keep blaming. Uh, oh, we don't have the money, as you know. How long will we say this? Because uh, Soenko was was a classic case of. You can't tell me that. We did not see him. There is no way on earth we can uh, say that and get away with it. So I think I think we are accepting mediocrity. Um, and in mediocrity, we are just going to come to that level of saying, okay, we accept what we have got. Uh, that's how it is. All the signings are just mediocre. It's like I don't see the difference between a David Lewis and, and Squilacci. What's the difference? We all laughed and scoffed at Squilacci. I don't see any difference. He couldn't judge the flight of the ball, remember, Skulachi. Uh, David Lewis doesn't even know the length of a leg. I think he just crosses it for the sake of. Jomi, <laughs> uh, uh, do you believe uh, in, in, in this um, rebuild phase that Arteta is, is doing uh, with the kind of players that we have, you know, just extended or, or you know, signed the contracts with? Uh, no. <laughs> uh... So, so I wanted Wenger to move, uh, like right, so years back, but provided we actually bring in that change, right? If you are going to have the same process of transfers, as well, I would have liked Wenger to stay on because there was always that possibility of getting top four, right? So, um, yeah, that's something that is missed out now, right? With with these changes now. Uh, I think a lot of things that Arteta is trying to do is good for a manager who is trying to build his career. And I think 
we are doing a lot more for him than he is doing for us um that's how i look at it a lot of people um i mean see you got to forget the fact that he's a nice person so so arthur is a gem of a person he played awesome for us gave it all he was asked to do something by wenger uh that he couldn't do but he still did a wonderful job he gave his heart and soul for the club when he played ha- having said all of that when 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 i have a manager and players at my club the club that i love i want them to give it all to make sure we are competing it doesn't matter if you're winning or losing right that's part and parcel of a sports uh, game right so we lo- lose we win so we got to give it all are we giving it all on the pitch i want to see that and that change has not come in uh, with arteta taking over i've seen change in the style in the personnel fair enough but uh, are we trying to win every game is everybody trying to give their all to win for this club i don't see that on the pitch off the pitch if you want to make a statement you got to go behind the best if you want to make a statement you can't get the messies and the ronaldos we understand we, uh, yeah let's be fair i mean uh, i don't think anybody would want to come also to us because we don't have a champions league uh, position so that's that's fair enough that's not a problem the thomas parte level no, i i think we need to go one level above not a pepe level not a thomas i mean if we can spend 75 and and 50 on these kind of players i think we should have gone for proven good players genuine players from the premier league to start a rebuild i mean that's 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 how i would look at it i think i think just one line on um, on on that uh, just to add i think i think i agree on the arteta one and a good comparison uh, on the arteta part would have been compare him to a gundozi now uh, arteta as jomi said was made to remember he started at everton as a number 10 played a second striker behind kehil um went on to play box to box and literally a defensive midfielder and he had a 7 on 10 every single game you wouldn't point out uh, mikel ever in his four years at arsenal i think uh, i'm not expecting gundozi to be that expecting gundozi to be that but the mistakes were much he he adapted gundozi hasn't uh, but we can we can debate on that saying that age and time is still in his favor but let's hope for that i don't i don't think so but in terms of statement uh, as jomi said uh, ngalo kante uh, he's my favorite footballer in the premier league apart from the arsenal guys uh, it's it's known that his contract situation is not really going great he doesn't want to be there as long take a punt take a gamble you are not again going to do the 40 million plus one kind of a bid just show that you have the ambition say that we want kante when they can go ahead and say about anyone and they they literally got some of our best players away from us show that intent arsenal's intent nowadays just feels like okay a thomas partey i mean i have seen him and he is good and he is good in an atletico madrid squad remember that an atletico madrid squad name me a player there who doesn't have a defensive bone they are brilliant defensively but that's what i said um, a 50 million on a parte versus a 50 million on a kante go for it you know engalo kante he did it at leicester also not just chelsea show the ambition arsenal for <laughs>
So, so, okay. so, just one thing. Sorry, Vivek. Go ahead. I uh, no, no. I mean, uh, Anjan. Sorry, I'm just. I mean, this is something that I wanted to call out. I mean, a tweet. Um, Arsenal paid 13.5 million to intermediaries between Feb 1, 2019, which is Feb 1st, 2019, and Jan 31st, 2020. That's the seventh highest figure in the division, less than Leicester and Everton. And more than half of what Liverpool and Manchester clubs paid. These are agent fees. Yeah. Okay. Now you know how the deals are. Yeah. So yeah. So, so I was just gonna say that, right? I think something like a Kante would have been possible if we had these agents in play then. So now, I mean, if you're getting into bed with these agents, it's, it's going to go this way, right? Seventh highest, who knows? In two years, we'll probably be topping the table. But I think these. Kind of probably wonky, high-profile deals or deals that no one really saw coming, like Cedric Suarez or David Luiz. The only reason it's happening is because of the agents. The only reason Pepe happened is because of Jorge Mendes, I think. Yeah, someone, right? So I think my, I rather I'm hoping that we will start seeing deals like like a Kante because we have agents in play, but it's not pretty, right? I mean, it, this is something that Arsenal rather. I don't know about Arsenal, but at least Arsene Wenger didn't stand for. But this is the new world. If we want the players, considering the fact that we are so far off from a Champions League, I think we're going to continue end up paying this kind of fee to 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 the agents, unless our scouting team becomes amazing and we just start picking up the Soyuncus of this world uh, from from thin air again. No, that that's the same point, right, Vivek? Uh, Akai Harvards. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know he is not going to sign for Arsenal. Everybody knows. But why is there not even that ambition that okay, we we try. Um, we used to laugh. I mean, we wouldn't admit it outside. But whenever uh, Arsene said we did try sign, uh, I know for sure he would have. Uh, the same thing happened when uh, we said that we are very close to Mbappe. Would he have signed? Remember, Arsene Wenger was probably your. Best super agent. People sign for Arsene Wenger than Arsenal a lot of times, and we don't have that as well now. But agents are the truth. But to a certain extent, Arsenal's—it's—it's uh, it's a rot. Why are we not accepting it? It's a rot, and it stems from a lot of things: the owners, the scouting, the medical staff. Arteta is just the face, as always. Uh, Wenger was the face. Emery was the face, and now Arteta it is who's who has to face up to everything. Um, and until and unless you got proud owners and uh, scouts who would really give their arms and lives for uh, the club then just think about making money uh, it's not going to change we are not going to discover the colotores or uh, the cojendlis also forget the cantes see but we did get martinelli right edu had that uh, and edu is not an agent per se So, if you are looking at Brazilians, then then uh, go for it. Find find a couple more attacking midfielders, please. Yeah, I think... because we we are creating zero. I I think I think we are yeah. from Brazilian, right? We'll... Oh God! No, I don't want Brazilian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> honestly, honestly, please, we are becoming a old age home. <laughs> so 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 you know, just to just on that point, I mean, this is where it gets interesting. I mean, this is where I get irritated, also. we are doing everything that juventus is doing but in the worst possible way i mean juventus for a lot of years was a old age home 
right mm-hmm. they picked up all these players on free transfers but they always maintained their playing style so that never fell and the players that came in they contributed than um, taking away what what uh, Juventus did i mean fair enough it is the italian league not a lot of pressure but still you got to maintain right you got to maintain those levels they, you still end up being in the quarter finals of champions league a lot of times but they've maintained right so they maintained if if you have less money do the things right and and when you get a chance to get somebody like a ronaldo go for it yeah fair enough so i i think you answered that uh, for every ramsey they they get a ronaldo also so that 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 balances it out if the ramsey doesn't work hey, look, ronaldo yeah, yeah, ramsey work. okay but we didn't get the ronaldo <laughs> that's that's the mistake i think we should have gone for ronaldo no that's that's a fair point uh, so i i want to draw your attention um uh, to i mean to uh, all of yours uh, so how different i mean we have spent a lot of money uh, starting from lacazette obamayang pepe and a lot of the other guys right since then so uh, what i mean um, what difference or what uh, if you compare a club like arsenal with a club like chelsea see because they have someone like uh, lampard and we have um, someone similar uh, like an arteta uh, if i mean if if you consider that he had a good uh, amount of time spent under pep uh, so he makes uh, i mean that makes arteta a better um, qualified coach uh, than uh, someone like a lampard uh, or maybe lampard is better because he managed a couple of other clubs um, and and the um, i mean they are also rebuilding uh, if if you can say that uh, but you know they have shown ambition you know getting someone like a team of werner uh, right now so do you uh, draw similarities between the two clubs how they operate uh, do you see any similarities uh, in comparison mm, i'll i'll answer that with uh, a simple question uh, would you rather have a roman that's that's damned if you do and damned if you don't right there is no right answer there because uh, i mean which and let let let's be clear uh, along with city chelsea are the most successful uh, premier league squad after 2004 which is the last time we won so in 16 years the two most successful ones united after i don't know 2011 was when they last won the league so it's just been city and chelsea who are winning the premier league uh, so in short if you were to answer what is the difference between a chelsea and an arsenal um, than an arteta and a lampard Uh, the negotiators are much better i think they don't haggle ar- around too much um, you, re- see the kind of signings i mean success or failure is secondary they got zh they got werner they got uh, pulisic recently they are behind uh, kai havertz and uh, leon bailey and arsenal's target last time i checked was contract renewals of david luiz and cedric source so okay fine thomas partey I just want to add one thing here. So the only thing that I, I think we would be like Chelsea in two years, only in terms of transfer negotiations. I'm not talking in terms of how successful we'll be, but and I think that is because we are now moving towards the model that Chelsea have been operating on, and that is paying the agent fees that got them a one matter when Arsene Wenger refused, outrightly refused, mm. to have a broken between. But we are moving towards that now. Five years back to now, of course. I mean, there is no comparison. But I think two years from now, if if we're still doing these pods, and I'm sure we'll be talking otherwise. If we look back, I think we would have gotten the deals 
that we want to get done because if we if we even look back the last three windows the players we were linked with we got whether they were the right players now that's a different question altogether but we got the players we were linked with i, I think we are going to give a lot more uh, as jomi gave the stat uh, i think we are going to give a lot. yeah yeah that we will no doubt i think agent, yeah. i'm curious to know what i think the agents are going to that, know that arsenal are desperate and i think it's a open secret we are desperate uh, just on the agent part i just uh, i want some light on this since the signings of the all i mean the contract extensions happened kia's name is going around quite a lot are what all of these players kia's uh, players only i mean what kia is their Cedric. super agent to what Cedric. only sadrix yeah oh okay yeah. jorge mendes is more luis okay okay yeah i think like when i mentioned uh, we are um, i wouldn't say uh, we we are racing towards a uh, um, similar model i think we are slowly drifting towards that way i think the deals um, that we made out of uh, someone like an oxley chamberlain and alexi wobi are a uh, testament to that selling them to uh, the kind of amount that they were sold i think uh, i think that's a good start right because uh, um we would you know let go of people uh, run down the contract and uh, walk away for free so i think those are the kind of deals um that make you kind of believe that we are uh, going towards that kind of a model but then again if you're selling someone for 30 40 million and you're not you're not uh, reinvesting it back um on, on someone who might strengthen the squad uh, up to a, and take us to take us to the next level then there's absolutely no point i think that's where uh, like when i mentioned an owner like abrahamovic or fonke uh, comes into picture i i think it all, it all yeah. comes down to the intent um just one man your manager pushing for that intent if you are owning a company uh, the owners of the company also need to push right uh, if they are just looking at profits Uh, and i'm not just simply blaming owners for everything they uh, we understand it's a business model now running a football club but um, intent of an abram which was he pumped in a lot of money remember a lot of money literally uh, the sign off on louis for an example of 50 million uh, was was one of the most important ones i could say we wouldn't do that ever um, but that shows the intent and his love for the football club uh, for the crown case or whoever i don't know usman would have come i don't know i don't want to guess for them it's a business so as long as that happens you have a face to cover it one man did it for 20 plus years and now you're expecting the others to follow suit um arsenal need a fundamental change yeah i i couldn't agree more i i think the issues are deep rooted it's like we are fixing one thing but then there are like three other leaks and and you know you're plugging one and three more pops up i think it's going to be a it's going to take a while till we get to where we want mm-hmm. i think there are a few things going right which is why i'm trying to point out those few things but that doesn't take away the fact that there are like six other things that's going wrong and most of it is is on the pitch i mean so so for city for what they are today right um again my opinion um i i don't have stats to show it but um i'm i'm calling out from what i've seen you you got to give a lot of credit to manchini right the signings that he did i don't think he, i don't think he made yeah. any change right but he 
started that evolution uh, revolution there right with with the right players being brought and, and and that just added on after after he left with with the uh, right coaches right or the right managers after that and then look at them and 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 they didn't have to look back i mean yes they have the money to spend i mean we are spending it's not like we are not spending last few years we are spending but i don't know if we are spending it right true couldn't yeah, agree, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, city signings. If you if we don't just balk at the amount, are very very good signings. Which which was the last flop on on City hand? Danilo. I really don't remember. Danilo. Yeah, Danilo. Yeah, one in Danilo. one in I don't know what thirty forty signings. That that's a fantastic ratio to take. Um, we still have opinions divided on our costliest signing. Uh, though I think let's be honest, he's got a 15 goal and assist for uh, the season which is not bad for his first season true but but honestly i think city's signings have been smart uh, liverpool signings have been extra smart um, so i'm just saying football is evolving they, they are already think city can just stand here and say i can do this i can do that but they already have liverpool surpassing them nobody thought that liverpool Uh, Liverpool already are saying like if we do lose Sadio Mane, we would lose them, lose him to PSG, and in turn get Mbappe. Those are the kind of things that you should be looking at at a top level. Very Obvi- interesting. You know, to start with, would you have liked to sign John Stones from City? Oh, you don't. I I love John Stones, but that was five years back. I wish mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish he used to play for us. It's the same thing about Gary Cahill. I wanted Cahill here, and I still regret Wenger for that. No, no, John Stones. Again, then that goes back, right? Agent play again. Yeah, Would we yeah. have got Cahill now? Yeah. Probably from Bolton. <laughs> yeah. If we couldn't get him, I mean, in Jan, um, that too, uh, centre back who would have played solid five years. Imagine Cahill and Kojendli playing for us. Um, that that yeah. that would have ensured you are probably not winning the league, but challenging. Um, no, no, John Stones. And somebody said Joe Hart, by the way. I'm like holy Christ, we are come down to. No, Joe jo- jo Hart is fine. I I was scared with Bravo, right? <laughs> oh yeah, Joe Hart is still <laughs> fine. <laughs> Joe Hart, you you could still do a surgery without him knowing, and he could turn out to be good, right? Yeah. Bravo, you probably need <laughs> one more player so to. Funny is that Bravo, so I mean, performing so poorly in the Premier League. I mean, still he is what Chile number one, I guess. He's still Chile number one. It's not that Chile doesn't have goalkeeper, but and and he has been doing quite well for Chile. It's something that in the club level, both in Barcelona and again City. Where hard, is he now, by the way? He's in City only. No, he's, he's, he's the second choice. Oh, okay. Never, never seen him. Never mm-hmm. seen him at all. Uh, I would just like to say uh, that Cahill thing. I can. I don't think I'll ever get over that. We had to pay five million. And before the five million, we had to increase it by five hundred thousand. The window before, and and we didn't do it. And we didn't not do it because it's five hundred thousand. We didn't do it because there was an there was an it agent involved. And and Cahill won them the Champions League. Mm-hmm. He owned Messi in that game. And I mean, some things, right? He just 
can never forget i guess as an arsenal fan i mean the cole the cole ashley cole going and then the kehil one because we had terrible terrible exchanges didn't we um alice yeah. going the other way i mean i i i failed to understand certain things i i can obviously understand the agent being kept aside far away it was not just when gavin ferguson said that very famously never would deal with the george mendes kind of people ever but he did go ahead and had the clout to get um whoever he wished for literally one of his greatest signings was getting rio ferdinand uh, but those those are the success we talk of failures are too often nowadays for us i i think his fa- his best one would be our, uh, van persie yeah i mean yeah. i think we we argued so much on uh, Van Persie going, I said it doesn't make a difference once he has decided to leave. But then he went and he won the league. He won the league and he made him retire. Mm-hmm. So that's more important, right? So, yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, probably Wenger was waiting for five, six, seven years to retire, right? And hoping that a Fabregas or a Van Persie would do the trick for him, but they never did it. Yeah, I think the Leicester season, if if you were to ask me which was your... if you call wenger's biggest failure i i always say that it will be the leicester winning the title season that was it the other teams were so poor city chelsea and all if we couldn't get past leicester i mean we can have an entire podcast talk on this entire day that was the season he should have left not the 2000 we just need to talk about the road <laughs> for the leicester season i mean the amount of chances that were created time and again and time and again by ozil Yeah, those three months killed us. Yeah. Okay, I think it's it's time to wrap up. Um, we have a uh, so so one thing I wanna I wanted to highlight uh, in this podcast. Uh, so we've been doing uh, YouTube live uh, sessions where we get together and talk about the uh, pre-match uh, discussions. Go on there post-match, and I we we even squeeze in a half half-time um, you know analysis. so do uh, check out our youtube channel it's arsenal bangalore uh, subscribe to it um, and click on the bell icon to uh, get notifications um, so anything else guys no this, this was a doomcast hopefully <laughs> a better one uh, yeah hope the next time around because if we go back and talk tomorrow at night after the game uh, remember all our predictions are almost gone the 7 out of 9 is gone yeah. the 2 out of 9 is almost gone which i said so i think all of us are accepting that even mm-hmm. even a draw doesn't seem to happen so when no i when uh, when i did say 3 out of 9 right i yeah, said optimistically three yeah. and so so when i is the only one we will hold on i guess but let's hold on to that okay. till the uh, yeah so we'll hold on to our predictions till the pre match youtube session uh, so thank you guys for joining and discussing um so this is anjan signing off keep listening thank you for listening please search arsenal bangalore on facebook twitter and instagram and follow our official handles for all the updates